Welcome to Planted and Flourishing, where we dig in one life moment at a time to flourish into our God-given purpose. Thanks so much for jumping on here with me again. You know, it's that most wonderful time of the year again. And I'll be honest, friends, it's already feeling a little unwonderful and chaotic. Now, you may not be listening to this recording at the time of Christmas, but right now, that's where we're at. And I think some of my feelings are um, manifesting themselves in this way because our family has kind of moved into a new season. And honestly, I'm really struggling to let go of the old one. Have you ever felt that way? Felt things shifting and changing in your life? Kids growing up, kids, things changing, and you're just not quite ready to go there yet? Well, that's where we're at. And it's tradition in our house to do the whole Christmas tree farm thing. We have never had a fake tree. Oh, I lied. That's not true. We have had a fake tree um, and we didn't love it. So we got rid of it. And so now we're back to the whole Christmas tree farm thing every year, getting our live tree um, the week of Thanksgiving. You know, we do the whole thing. We walk through the whole lot of trees that pretty much all look the same, except for the weirdly grown branches that throw off the whole feel of the tree. And of course, when you see that, that prompts the search to continue. Finally, we find the one and you use the pitiful little hacksaw that was handed to you at the entrance of the farm to gnaw away at the trunk for 30 minutes until you can get part of the way through switch sides, do the same thing on the other side so that your tree will finally come down. You drag the tree back to the entrance, pay for it, grab some hot apple cider, tie the tree precariously to the top of your vehicle in the dark, and pray that it holds until you get home. It's been the thing that we do every Thanksgiving until this year. Our kids are older now, logically, you know things are going to change, but it just kind of sneaks up on you. Brennan is in college here locally and works a job and Ashlyn is in high school and she works. They're both busy kids. And although they still look forward to the whole tree adventure, life looks a whole lot different than it did even just a year ago. So we looked at the calendar every way we could, compared all of our schedules to the schedules of the tree farms nearby. Nothing was working until the week of Christmas. And then we were wide open. And come on now, if we're going to go get a tree, drag all the stuff from the attic, decorate that bad boy with all the stuff we have, it's going to stay up a whole lot longer than a week. We're going to enjoy the fruits of our labor to the absolute max. So the solution to the conundrum we are sitting in, I timidly suggest that, well, maybe dad and I could go get the tree and get it ready to be decorated for when you get home from work. Now, you would have thought I had suggested that we were going to have Christmas without them. Going to the tree farm without them was a hard no. So I'm thinking this through. How are we going to get a tree? We have stuff every night of the week. We've got a conference coming up. Stephen's going to be out of town the following week. Brennan works nights, blah, 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 blah. Nothing is working. So I pipe up half joking and say, well, I guess we'll just have to make a family trip to Lowe's to get our tree. They stay open later. It works with our schedules. Can you guys make that work? To which Ashlyn pipes up from the back seat and snarkily replies, well, if you're going to go to Lowe's and get a tree, you guys can just do that by yourselves. Um, what? 
We just spent the last hour trying to figure out a time when we would all be able to make the family trip to the tree farm to get the tree, and the solution was the home improvement store down the road. Okay, we now have a tree. This new life season that we are in is challenging, y'all. Everybody has their own schedule, and I'll have to admit to you, I am not okay with it. It's hard to feel everything shift and change. And even though you know it's a sign of growth and maturity, it it still stings a little and makes me want to stomp my feet and just refuse to let my kids grow up. I don't want to feel all these things and adjust to life without being involved in all the mom things that I do. Wait, okay, maybe that's not exactly true. I'm good with them doing their own laundry and driving themselves to and fro. All the things that make it more convenient for me and dad. But those other things, the choices that they have to make that I don't know about and can't be involved in, the snuggling in to watch a movie together, wrapping them up when the tears are flowing, those things, man, I just don't want that to change. But they do. The ebb and flow of seasons refine and define who we are and who we are becoming. It also defines our purpose. Seasons shape our path. Now, I know this funny little story is is a much different situation than the one Mary and Joseph experienced, but the shifting of seasons is a universal language of life, and people have been experiencing this since time began. Mary was in a season of familiarity and certainty. She knew what was coming. Her plans were set. She had the dress, the house, and the guy. The details contained in the message that was delivered to her by Gabriel They were not part of the deal. Now, to understand the severity of the message that Gabriel brought her, you kind of have to go back a little bit and dig into what being engaged actually meant in biblical times. Being engaged or a betrothal was an actual legality. It was a contract signed by both families. It wasn't a ring and a question. It was a formal arrangement that came with consequences should it be broken. Broken engagements because of adultery were punishable by death if the disgraced party chose to do that. So we can understand how the angel's message initially confused and disturbed Mary. She had a plan to be executed for an adulterous relationship with an invisible being that resulted in the birth of a child wasn't what she was going for there. This was a record scratch moment, an interruption of the melody of her current season. And you know what's crazy to think about is it wasn't only a shift in the lives of Mary and Joseph, but the course of all humanity shifted from an era of judgment and religious obligation to an opportunity for salvation, relationship, and grace. Our Heavenly Father wanted so much more for us, His creation, And because a young girl made herself available to have her world completely upended, you and I have the opportunity of new life in Jesus. So maybe you find yourself in the midst of a changing season and you're not real sure where it's headed. It could be in your personal life or something in you that is searching for more and you just can't quite figure it out. Maybe it's a relationship that you aren't sure where it's going or a potential major life change and you're afraid of what the outcome will be. Perhaps Jesus is interrupting your life this Christmas season to remind you that he's waiting for you. 
Do you feel the challenge to stretch or leap or take a step that you've never attempted? What amazing personal revelations of fulfillment of promises will be brought about because of this changing season you are walking through? And by amazing here, I could mean stunning, shocking, or incredible. I don't necessarily mean feels fabulous and please let's do this again. Because we all know that sometimes life-changing personal revelations come through the most painful times. So I hope that you and the ones that are walking with you through this time in your life are able to look back at these moments and clearly identify the extraordinary things that were birthed in you, the dreams that were realized, the new that you were brave enough to pursue. After all, that's what Christmas is all about. Merry Christmas, my friends, and may this hope that is Christmas find new meaning in your lives this year.